Hi, I am Daisuke, and welcome to my podcast. Through my podcast, I would like to share my passion for ballet and find more about life. Now, ballet to me is a passion, but also a possession, and also it's the way of living to me. Now, before we talk about ballet, let me introduce a little bit about myself. My name is Daisuke, and I'm originally from Japan. When I was 16, I had a choice to come to United Kingdom or New Zealand, but、uh, I already have been to New Zealand when I was 15, so I have decided to come to United Kingdom for one year just to study about British culture and English. So I, my parents sent me to Plymouth College for one year. Obviously, after one year, I was planning to go back, but、uh, something happened. Every weekend, my boarding master took us to an activity, and、uh, one day, my boarding master took us to see ballet at the Plymouth Theatre. And that was the day, and that was the moment I still remember clearly. Really changed my life. As everyone knows, ballet is all about white tutus, swans, pretty and little sad, but be boring, right? But、uh, the ballet I went to see was a British ballet. It's called La Fiume Algadi. It's a comedy ballet. Let's say it's exactly like a pantomime, but without using words. Instead of using words, they use their ballet technique. It was extremely funny, but not just that. So many male dancers, their technique, their virtuoso, their muscle, their refined technique, that really brought me away. I have ever never seen anything like that. Especially, I had a. Impression of ballet to be boring and very feminine, so that was totally different to what I expected. Especially male dancers jump. The moment when they jumped on stage, everyone take a breath and almost time has stopped. And the turning, the way they turned, oh, that was that was something. And that was the moment I had to learn how to do them. Funny enough. There were amazing male ballet dancers and other female ballet dancers as well who imp- impressed and inspired me. But also, same time, I thought, hmm, maybe I can do better. Let's give a go. So that's the day and that's the moment I decided to start my ballet training. After I went to the theater, after I had this amazing wow. Moment, I just had to start ballet training, but I couldn't really speak English. I could read a read a little bit, but couldn't really understand either spoke speak. So what I did for things was I went to check the yellow pages and tried to check a, a ring up as many as ballet local ballet school possible. But in that time, I was already sixteen, coming up to seventeen, and I couldn't even speak much of English. So not many local、um, ballet schools in Plymouth wanted to take me, obviously. But、uh, there's the、uh, one ballet local school could、uh, um, ask me to come over just to see what 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 I'm like. But that was in the Plymouth. There was in in Cornwall actually. So I decided to take a train. To from Plymouth to Cornwall for the to meet this person who took me. It was in a ballet school called Dutchy Ballet. It was a local ballet school and it's the 
part-time ballet school, not like a vocational school, but it was a very, very proper, almost as good as vocational ballet school. In that kind of a sense, I was very, very lucky. They train almost like a vocational school with the really high standard ballet teachers. And every year they do performance. And luckily they uh, took me to take a part in the ballet. That was a Coperia. Coperia is again another comedy ballet, not not as serious as Swan Lake or Sleeping Beauty. That suited me really, really well. And we had a guest ballet students and the guest ballet teacher. And this guest ballet teacher recommended me to join the ballet school. That's how I started my vocational ballet training at the age of 17. I did five years of intense ballet training, very much nine to five every day. I slept ballet, ate ballet, drunk ballet, Nothing else. I didn't do a ballet, but I loved every single moment of it. Then, the age of uh, when I got age of twenty-two, I luckily got an engagement to be a professional ballet dancer. So that's how I became a professional ballet dancer. When I was age of seventeen, when I came to United Kingdom to start a completely new life, next destination was Eastern Europe. When I was age of 22, I got the contract with the National Ballet Theatre in Serbia. Serbian National Theatre was is huge, very big um, theatre. I think they contain about 60 ballet dancers there. Again, new culture, new language, everything start from scratch. But uh, every people I meet, people are really nice and I also started to learn a new language, new food. I, tr I was trying my best to adapt to the new culture and the new group, I guess. But the, f the experience I had in uh, Serbia was brilliant. Before I went to the Serbia, lots of people said to me, Eastern Europe is a very rough place, I need to be careful, you I might be killed. Obviously, because there's a still impression of the Second World War, so I was very, very much prepared that maybe I'm gonna be beaten from the people from behind, but it wasn't like that at all. People are so nice and people are so kind. I enjoyed every um, moment in life in Serbia. The, all, every, all the people who I met, still keep in touch with them. It uh, became uh, one of the most beautiful memories in my life. Then after that, um, I moved into Wales, again, totally different place. Eastern Europe to Wales, Wales is a flow ship and a lovely place, again. Uh, that's the moment it really changed my life. I decided to settle in Wales, I got married and I've got two lovely children. In Wales, I've danced with a dance company called Ballet Camry for four or five seasons. Then after that, I've decided to, well, not after that, during the season, I've decided to finish my professional career and moved on to the next chapter. Next chapter is teaching ballet. Even during the being a professional ballet dancer, I had an opportunity to teach many people. I was not so sure I was good at it or not. My uh, full-time job was being dancer, so teaching ballet was just a little part-time job, so I didn't really think much of the quality. But uh, one thing I have noticed was by teaching others, I have learned, almost relearned what I have been taught, if this makes sense. 
when I was teaching other, the other people, I started to hear my teacher's voice. And through my teaching, I started to realize what my teacher truly wanted to tell me. It's not just simply stretching your muscle or keeping your posture. I started to realize why they are saying to me and what they wanted out from me, if that makes sense. So, as much as I love ballet, I needed to move on. I needed to see ballet and learn ballet from this different perspective. That was the one of the main reasons I started to teach others. And when I was performing, we performed every city. We performed, moved on, performed, moved on. It was a lovely experience, but the, I never really felt that we are connected deeply with the audience. As much as they remembered me and I remembered them, everything was very momentum. It's a bit like a fireworks. But through teaching, I've decided to stay in one place and really connect more in a deeper way. It's like planting seeds and uh, try to decide to grow myself with the others. That's the main reason I do what I do now. Myself, I am a qualified ballet teacher. This means I'm keep on constantly topping up my knowledge. There's a lot of exams and uh, course I need to take to refine my knowledge. Myself, I still have a ballet coaches. I often take her, my teacher's lesson to be a better teacher. And uh, throughout my teaching experience, I know I'm still quite a young ballet teacher compared to some of the majority of ballet teachers, but there's a few things I've learned. And this one thing most important, that's what I think is that uh, there are only three ways of teaching. Only three ways of teaching. One is a correct way of teaching. Two, it's a wrong way of teaching. Everyone know that. But the third, our own way of teaching. And this our own way of teaching is the most important way of teaching. That's what I have discovered through my going through my experience. Anybody can teach correctly because if you buy a textbook, it says you need to shut your toes, stand straight. You know, just to, just repeat what it says in the textbook. Secondly, wrong way of teaching. If you're making your students sad or students are causing physical, mental injury and that's clearly wrong way of teaching. Doesn't matter if students are improving, if students are not happy, then that's wrong. And third way of teaching, our own way of teaching. It could be right, could be wrong. Some people, from some people's point of view, that's maybe wrong. Some people's point of view, that's you know not necessarily the same. But through our own experience as a professional teacher, professional dancer, we need to develop our own way of uh, theory and principle, which I do. I'm not gonna say I'm right or I'm wrong, but I have got my own principle, which I developed through my professional experience, which is not just to do things correctly, do things that with the meaning that uh, has got a purpose. Dance ballet is not just the kicking the legs, building the muscle, become flexibility. It's way, way more than that. It's a way to express ourselves and uh, learn to discipline ourselves. It's a burning our spirit on stage. We practice ballet on, in the dance studio or at home. 
and that's just a practice of ballet. Ballet will never complete until the moment we go on stage. That's the real ballet. So through my student, I always tell my student, doesn't matter stage is big or small, how many people watching, I need my students and everyone to put your situation to be watched by as by as many as people possible because it's the way to connect with the others. We use and um, practice our strengths and uh, technique every day. It's uh, to refine our vocabulary. It's like actors practice to speak correctly and the singers try to sing as beautiful as possible but it's not necessary to show off how loud or how beautiful you can sing. Using that technique to put your emotion and share the moment with the audience in just that time. That's why it's so precious. But sometimes, often, not sometimes, often, younger dancers misunderstand that they started to put priority on technique and the physical strengths. But we forget that these are only a way, and it's just a tool to connect with the others. We, our technique and the physicality has developed so much, but at the end of the day, we just don't have a much to say. So on stage becomes very very empty and instant and doesn't remain forever in audience but uh, this artistry side is something really remain people's heart that's a very difficult thing to be able to do that we really need to deepen ourselves we really need to understand why we do what we do why are we getting up area training every day even after school work or after school hard work we come to the studio, even though if you're tired, if you feel like you know 100%, but we push ourselves mentally, physically. Why we do what we do? If we really, really, really need to understand, as myself as a teacher, I know why I do I, what I do. Yes, definitely, this is a way of living, but it's not just a way of living. It's a, it's no way for living. It's a way of living, if that makes sense. It's not all about. It's not all about showing off or making money. It's it's beyond. It's creating your own pass, passage, creating your own road to going forward. Without the principle, it's like a, without having a compass or map, you're gonna you're gonna be lost one day. Then once you get lost, if you don't have a right person to guide you, you will stuck there forever or you might decide to quit your journey and that's just so sad. That's the reason why I would like to be here for my students. They are always the choice to quit. Quitting is not bad as long as if that's what you really want and if you give 120% and if you feel like it but if you still love what you do it doesn't matter if you don't feel the progression or some people, other people, the person who is standing next to you looks like they are doing better. It really doesn't. It's the same thing as eating a nice food. You don't say, oh, I'm enjoying my meal, but next person is eating more, so I feel like I should quit eating. Does that make sense? It's, we need to learn to enjoy every minute of what we love, what we do. Stop comparing our others. Just to, just be, just be. This be, yeah. Being in, in the moment is a very difficult thing, actually. It sounds really simple. To be able to be is really to refine what we do. Try not to focus on a lot of things. When you're doing exercise or when you're doing anything, just focusing on one thing. So when you're picking up the chopsticks, just focusing on 
pick up the chopstick and use the chopstick as refined as possible. And when you're doing becomes refined, really focusing on what you're doing, then you become being. And the moment when you become be, I think that's the only moment we audience can really connect with what we do, almost a being, sharing the beings. But uh, well, that's just a, uh, yeah. It only happens, even for amazing dancers, happens now and again. So, But that's what we are aiming for. But to be able to be, then, fast, we need to understand why we do what we do. Then once you refine why we do what we do, we just need to keep on going. Time to time in our life, there's a um, point we have to fight to get what we need and what we want. Doesn't matter any job, so are the ballet dancers. But being a ballet dancer to get a job as a professional is really, really difficult. It's purely because the balance of supply and demand is so unbalanced. There are so many ballet dancers who want to become professionals, but there aren't purely enough jobs around. I was one of them. I knew it's going to be difficult, but the I didn't know, I didn't realize how difficult that was until I stepped into this competition of audition. So, if you want to be a professional ballet dancer, you have to apply fast. And that is so difficult to get through to the audition fast anyway. Even though once you become, a, once you become invited to the audition, there are many, many auditions I um, experienced, but came through fast round and have to go home. Auditions all over the world. You take airplane, train, go far, far away to the audition on the, on the way back, going home, back by yourself, being rejected. I uh, tasted that so many times, but the, every time when I been rejected, I told myself, I'm getting close to what I want. At least I gaining the experience what I went right and what I didn't do, what I went wrong. So there are so many people who want to become a ballet dancer and not succeeding. I almost gave up, but every audition, I've realized something. The farther I went to East in Europe, becoming more successful. That's one thing I've realized. I started off um, audition somewhere mainland in Germany. Obviously, Germany is a very rich country. Art is well supported so many dancers want to go there that makes sense so already competition becomes bigger but if you go farther in eastern europe the economy is not stable and uh, you, you know they don't provide that much money but because of the reason the competition is becoming much much less so i started to see farther and farther then eventually i went to sent them an email to one of the ballet company in Yugoslavia, which is a Serbia, and they gave me the quite positive um, reply already. So I went there, you know, it's like a gamble because there's a lot of money and lots of time we have to um, put into it. But I thought that sounds really promising. So I went there two days of audition. After that, they gave me a very positive reply of a, accepting me into the company so that was the day one well, the happiest day in my life except I got, when I got married to my wife so that's how but uh, it's not just trying our lives through my audition period what I have learned is 
obviously hard work is necessary. However, there are so many amazing, great dancers out there. The dancers I met, it's, some of the dancers are better than one of the best superstars in the ballet world. I thought about it, what is, what's the difference? Why are they so many great dancers but still out of job? Then eventually I realized, not just, just doing, just working hard is not good enough. We need to work hard because everyone is working hard. Just wanting is not good enough because everyone wants it. So what we need to do is we need to use our brain. My brain is not big. I'm not academic at all. You know, my, my English must, I all both failed. But I had to use my own brain to get what I want. Which was to make sure to look around what's going on in the surrounding when you go to audition and when you see the company before i audition onto the company i always researched what type of the repertoire repertoire means what type of dance they do it's a classical ballet or more like a modern contemporary dance or direct what type of the dancers director likes so i researched already what they like so before i go to audition i started to prepare to be one of them if that makes sense. So instead of me going there, I already acted and uh, in, ready to slot into their color, their style, if that makes sense. These things are very important. And it's not just in the ballet world. In whatever you do, I think research it. And uh, yeah, to know what they like, what they really want fast. Instead of giving, I think lots of people going to the um, principle of going to get what they want. But we, we have to remember what they are looking for someone who is important to them. That means you need to go there to supply what they're looking for. But often we see we are going to audition, going to get a job of a principal, going to get it. We are going to take something. But the key really is success to is to research and ready to give what you can give is uh, important to them. I think that's one of the things I have learned. It's a tactic. So we need to make a tactic before attend. Otherwise, you doesn't matter how talented you are or how how hard worker you are. It all becomes useless. That's one thing I've learned, and I recommend to everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast. It's been amazing. Now I want you to remember to subscribe my podcast. If you have got any question, contact me on. Instagram or Facebook on Adult Ballet Wales. You can also send me email on dmballet at mail.com. I'm waiting for your questions. I am Daisuke. I'm sending you my positive vibe. See you in next episode.